That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I have Sam Shipman here with me. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm like so calm and you're like, hello. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to match your energy. I'm going to one-up it. Good. Great. That's what, that's what I want. <laughs> Just uh, one-up your energy the entire time. Sometimes get obnoxious, I'm like, you're going to yeah. regret this request, Kristen. Well, sometimes when I'm like too energetic, I can't tell what I'm saying. So I'm like, maybe I should enunciate a little better. But <laughs> anyway, I'm excited to have you on because you are the first guest that I'm interviewing and we're probably going to be talking mostly about a podcast and I don't know I think it's just it's gonna it's gonna be great but it's gonna be a little different I think the questions will or the answers to the questions will be a little different than than we're used to so I'm excited and I love your podcast so oh well thanks yeah I'm really excited I was uh very honored that you reached out given the fact that I haven't quite made it into entrepreneurial status yet but you know (laughs) I think way. I think you have. I was thinking about this and you're providing a service to people, right? Like you're entertaining people, but you're also doing important work and commenting on things that probably should be commented on. So I think I think it has the same I don't know, it's the same concept in my head. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't technically know the definition of an entrepreneur. I don't know if that means you have either. to yeah, it's like I work uh, for myself. You're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, I always consider, I guess it took me a while to call myself an entrepreneur because I felt like I only did one thing. I feel like as soon as I started doing like multiple things or like new things that were like totally my own, I yeah. I, I thought that's what an entrepreneur was, but <laughs> I guess- Then you are an entrepreneur, Kristen. You've, <laughs> I mean, I'd consider you one, so you've made it. Great, thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> So we talked about the podcast. What What is the podcast? What do you do? Tell yeah. us. So the podcast is called Growing Up Christian. And I grew up in a very, I'm hesitant to call it fundamentalist, uh, but it definitely was fundamentalist adjacent. You know, my parents are pretty fine. Like they're, people have weirder upbringings in regards to a strict like tension within their household. Um, right. I feel like in a lot of ways I was, things were relatively normal minus like some hangups that my parents would have around. I, I was like the last one in any peer group to be able to watch a movie or anything like that. And there was a lot of like, it's like, Oh, whatever. If someone's going to like torture somebody on film, that's fine. But if there's boobs in it, then we absolutely will never let you watch that because then you'll become a dirty pervert and that's a dangerous <laughs> road to go down. So uh, I'm already getting off 
topic. Uh, where was it going? Uh, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but so the podcast really is just about uh, the experience. It, it's it started out as the experience growing up in an evangelical world, and my co-host is he grew up in a more fundamentalist setting than I did. Uh, he went to a very strict Christian school, very small too. And we met when we were at Liberty. We went, we both went to Liberty university, Christian mm-hmm. college, big one. It's, uh, it's been in the news a little bit lately. So if people didn't know, they might now. Uh, and it's <laughs> not for now, you know, <laughs> yeah. Quick Google search. Well, well, a quick Google search will get you everything that they pay for you to see first, but then scroll down a little bit and you'll get a lot of interesting shit. Uh, but yeah, so we met there and that's, we were still like super invested in the evangelical world at that point. And, you know, we just, we kind of lost touch, but got reconnected and now we're in our early thirties kind of decompacting, decompressing, I don't know, D something. (laughs) Yeah, the yeah. uh the experience for everyone and we talked to like a, a bunch of other people who had the shared upbringing uh whether they're musicians pastors kids whatever the coolest people yeah we found some pretty neat ones yeah i i recently listened to okay all the ones that i've listened to that i can remember i've listened to a lot but it's one of those things where like i'll be working and then it'll end and i'm like wait I feel like I need to go back and re-listen because <laughs> half of it. But I, so the first one I started with that I was like really excited about was Jesse Leach. Is that yeah. the the guy from Kill Switch, right? Yep. Kill Switch Jesse Leach from Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, that's still probably in our view, like the biggest, I, I, the one that I was most excited, even looking back on, I'm like, that's really fucking cool because that was, we got, him to sign on to it before we even had i think we might have had like seven or eight episodes out we hadn't really put much out and he was like yeah i'll do it so that was like really neat for us and then given the i guess I mean, you never know unless you ask right i yeah well and that's what a lot of this has been people are like how'd you get so-and-so i'm like i sent him a message on instagram and they're like okay so <laughs> that's not so as cool. official as you'd think yeah. I'm trying to be more official. I recently signed up for an IMDb Pro account, which Whoa. gives you, which sounds, it's kind of weird how easy it is to get access to famous people. Uh, they they <laughs> might not respond to you, but right. um, IMDb Pro is like, I don't know, maybe like 150 bucks for the year. And it gives you the agent information for anybody who's on IMDb Pro. It's like oh, agent, shit. publicist, like, yeah it's all it's everything's there like emails phone numbers like how the fuck is this around no yeah (laughs) that's so cool yeah i loved i love that episode i also listened to the other jesse that we both know because we (laughs) we worked at magic beans together that's how we met um (laughs) so i listened to that one because i was like i know him and i like listening to people that i know and that was interesting yeah and the um I'm not good with names, but he he was in Hawk Nelson. <laughs> John Steingard. Yeah, that one I, I just listened to a couple of days ago. That was a really good one. Um, I didn't even know, like, this is the thing. So I'm I'm not religious at all in the slightest. Like, I was baptized. I don't even know what that means. 
my parents are like, you're Protestant. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know. Anything. <laughs> like, Do you I even know, know what denomination you were baptized into? No, I have no idea. So I was like hesitant to listen to your podcast. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to connect to it or if it's going to make sense, but there's a lot of like education that's that I hear in the episodes, which is kind of nice. Like you don't have to be like in it to understand it and to like appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It, so I think, and that's been something we have been wanting to be able, we want to be accessible. It's tough because I mean, we have people who come, I, I did a poll once mm-hmm. to get an idea of like where a listener base was at. And I mean, of course, most people grew up the way I did and have completely left religious mm-hmm. faith, whatever, They've left the world of religion altogether. But there was surprisingly still a lot of people who are still involved in it. Uh, I figured we might've scared some of them off. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I say that like, I'm not still part of it, but right. I kind of am too. Uh, mm-hmm. But then we had a lot, a, a good number of like a good percentage of people who had zero religious upbringing. We're like, we're just here for the weird stories. Cause this is a weird world. <laughs> And it's funny. It it is. It's funny. And it's also, I'm like a big fan of true crime and I'm not, (laughs) I'm not saying that your podcast has anything to do with true crime, but there are some stories where I'm like, this is like kind of true crime-esque, like a little bit. Yeah. Especially I think when we get into, okay. So, you know, one of the, one of my favorite interviews we did was with a guy named Zach Levitt, who has a, he's the showrunner for a podcast called Gangster Capitalism phenomenal mm-hmm. podcast i mean it's some incredible investigative journalism work they've done three seasons one on the um one related to the nra one related to the college admission scandal and then their le- most recent season which is why i reached out to him was entirely about liberty university and all the scandals that enveloped that place yeah, i haven't listened to that one yet okay. and it's incredible but listening to him i mean he he's done true crime podcasts too so he knows how to like put a podcast together so talking to him like that was a lot of fun to like hear the way he went about putting a show like this together but right. you know we've talked to a lot of people who are gay but grew up in a, the evangelical world and they had to like pre they had to pretend they weren't or they had to go through like gay conversion therapy oh and yeah yeah i mean it's really awful shit and but listening to like their stories and the way that like the pressures were put on them to stay like those are the ones where like you've those people have a real narrative you know you're not just like "Eh, i was here i was there this funny thing happened these people said this to me but it's like i mean they're real intense stories of people who have gone through that's like real tragedy yeah a lot of trauma like if you're gay in or part of the lgbtq plus community and you grew up in that world you're probably traumatized from it for sure yeah I haven't, I haven't listened to any of those yet, but now I'm like, hmm, I got we have a, lot a lot of them to go. <laughs> we have a lot. Uh, we've, it's like, it, it's funny. I've, I got to a point where we're like, I'm pretty sure like 40% of our guests have been gay at this point. Like it just kind of like kept, because they all have such interesting stories about that right. world and they all like, not they all like, okay, it's not a model, but like so many of them want to tell those stories and right. they want to help other hurt. people who are yeah. in the, same shoes right yeah like uh this guy luke wilson he's become a friend of ours since we started the show he was a liberty university graduate uh very smart guy he lives in canada he's doing a lot of great work uh 
and we've had him on a, a couple of times to talk about his experiences and his stories. And he, he's a plaintiff in, um, in a lawsuit that's been filed. It's a class action lawsuit that's been filed against the department of education Whoa. for basically to like, they're like Liberty. Let's use Liberty for an example, because that's where I went. That's where Luke went under, went at, underwent gay conversion therapy uh, in college there. And uh, this class action lawsuit is trying to make it so federal funds cannot go. So you fill out your FAFSA, they go, you get $30,000 in financial aid. They're trying to remove schools that practice gay conversion therapy from the list of schools that can receive federal aid. Oh my God. And like, this is stuff that I have, like, I don't, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's still, it's still going on. It's awful. That's 2022 so here we go yeah so needless to say you're you're doing some important work by giving people a platform to talk about these things and, and bring them to everyone's attention well thanks also feel free to like cut me off and redirect me at any point because i get long-winded and i go off on little rabbit trails that <laughs> probably leave your original questions or points so i you're will fine we're getting you. we're getting back on track now i'll, <laughs> I'll force it <laughs> I, I well, I do want to talk about the name. I mean, it's obvious what it means, and you kind of explained it already. But what was the thought process in trying to come up with like cover art? Like, I feel like it says a lot, but it's so simple. Yeah. So it's funny. I didn't have a lot of direction for it. Mm -hmm. In fact, I didn't give any direction. I I work with a person who just said she'd help me out. She's one of the graphics. She's works in the graphic design team at the company I work for. And she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you out with, you know, your initial logo art, whatever you need. And I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And she kind of came up with it. And I was like, as soon as I saw it though, I was like, that's fucking perfect. Uh, just the way it, it is a very simple design, but just that kind of break for anyone who doesn't see it. I don't know if you'll, the, include it in the show note or something like that but it just says growing up christian it's got a black background white letters but it's got like a slash going through it and it's kind of shifted a little bit almost like i don't know two tectonic plates are shifting apart yeah and that's a good description it what i like about because my co-host and i are not we're not, we don't see things the same uh and that's why i think it works well together i think that's why we do well together he's just kind of left any sort of faith religion oh, wow. whatever completely uh he's not really an atheist he's just as not as agnostic as you can be it doesn't it's not on his radar to even care about anymore right um and then me i'm still part of a faith community and i i it's still part of my uh, it's i it's hard for me to explain and put words to what it is to me right now yeah. and, and but maybe that'll, I don't know, maybe I'll have an epiphany and <laughs> a little bit more into it later, but either way, just being on at different places, but it's to us, it like characterizes a shift from how we grew up. Uh, and, exactly. And what we're trying to do, even with the podcast is like, we don't really care where people land. I mean, we've talked to some people who are still deeply involved in a tradition of Christianity that I would never, I wouldn't be able to step foot in a church like that again, but uh, you know, I, I think the people that have a certain story to tell are 
beautiful and interesting people and have found a healthy way to practice something that doesn't always have healthy iterations of it. Right. Yeah. So the art, yeah, that the first thing I noticed was like that splitting, but I think it, it does a good job visually of not, there's not like a separation from it. It's still like involved. So it's not like you're separating yourself from religion. It's just, oh, it signifies like a shift in, in the thinking, I guess. Yeah. And especially with, and it's also, it's funny because like obviously one could say, I, th- I think it's hard for people who didn't grow up in it to maybe understand people's investment yeah. in talking about it. Right. Because uh, if you grew up in stuff that you were like, that was dumb. I'm not into that. It's not for me. You kind of just move on. Right. Uh, but, you know, so like with with my co-host Casey, it's like, you're not even religious anymore. So why spend all this time talking about it? It's like, because it deeply impacted who we are and how we developed and even who we are today. Like, I mean, you can still talk about the hangups that you have uh, or the anxieties that you deal with because of growing up in a fundamentalist version of Christianity. Right. So I guess that brings me to my next question. What, what was the, the thing or the event or I don't know, just what, what made you actually do this and, and start the podcast? I, what's funny is I don't actually have a great recollection of our timeline <laughs> because not- who had, I mean, it during uh, the, the old pandemic, it's like, your time feels a little fucked. So I'm not, I know. <laughs> uh, we had just, him and I had talked about it for a couple of years. We're like, right. we would just riff back and forth, uh, send each other memes. I don't know, just <laughs> say dumb too. shit. And then you're just like, occasionally we, you know, riff for a minute about how we grew up or put harp on particular aspects of it. And then someone would say, we should just start a podcast so we yeah, can have an outlet right. to talk about all this stuff which is how probably most podcasts start. Oh, we like talking about this. I'm sure people will love listening to it. So. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I had had the idea for so long. And then one day I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. It's so funny how simple it, like, it's not simple, but it is like, it it's feels a like a big than you step. Think. Like my boyfriend had a mic cause he does gaming stuff. So I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to mic. And then I just have to like find somewhere to post it and how to record it and then to make, you know, really simple edits. And then I guess that's it. <laughs> like yeah. It's a lot simpler than people think. Yeah. I haven't had to deal with any of the tech side of things. Uh, Casey had a podcast previously, so he was kind of, he did one for his, for work. Um, mm-hmm. So okay. he was like used to it. He had used the platform he used before. So it was like, I'll take care of all that. That's no problem. So, wow, so you have an easy job. <laughs> well, I do. I do schedule every single guest that we've had okay. and after That's hard, trying to, it, that gets a little. Did I, you get rejection? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I don't hear back. For, I I have a lot of misses. I, I reach out to a lot of people and don't hear back. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people I've reached out to. There are people I reached out to that that were like, yeah sounds good let's do it you talk back and forth you schedule or you then you start throwing out dates to schedule oh yeah and then they ghost you're like okay and i follow up like three or four times and i just want to be like, 
Um, I always just leave it. I always want to be like, you know, you could just say no, asshole. I know. <laughs> you go get Bruce. I'm be a fucking like, dick about it. it. <laughs> it's like trying to get clients. It sounds like the same exact thing. <laughs> like, how do I push this? Is it, am I pushing it too far? I don't know. I know. And I always struggle with like, how much do I say on the yeah. initial email? If they're interested, maybe they'll ask for more. Right. I mean, I have, of course, a copy and paste. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'll, general this is what the show is about but i have to cater it i i do have to change it a lot depending on who we're reaching out to oh, yeah. i mean in all honesty one of the things that we had talked about when we started this was we just thought this some of it was funny that like we like making jokes about it i don't feel you i mean look if you wanted to psychoanalyze me you could probably find some level of issue issue i don't know i'm hesitant to use the word trauma because it's definitely not that serious harm maybe religious harm that's the word that is getting used a little bit more um but i and same with i mean my friend he's he probably had a little bit more to work through than i did in in some ways just because his upbringing was so much more intense it's weird because this is the experience of a lot of people too they'll be like at home it was kind of normal and fine but like their education the christian education system talk about education a lot in the podcast crazy i mean it's out there i mean you're you're not dealing with real science books or history books or like it's all like a a reinvention of the two it's bizarre that's crazy this actually kind of leads into the next question which i'm not really sure how to frame it for for you, I usually ask people about their pet peeves and in their industry, but I mean, you <laughs> you have a lot of pet peeves with with religion, I guess. I don't yeah. know. There's so much we could talk about there. So I I will say uh, is for people who aren't familiar, the and maybe yourself, the terminology that gets used a lot for people like me in the communities that's being built around this type of this type of thing uh, is deconstruction, right? Deconstructing your faith. And that community has a lot of things that I don't love about it. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how political you ever get here, but I might make some political. You don't, but let's do it. Okay. So I would say like, if you look at an extreme, a version of like the extreme left and the extreme right, like as much as their ideologies are different, their their base is very similar in like their psychology right it's like just screaming at the other side if you don't agree with me you're an idiot everything you think is stupid i'm not even going to talk to people like you like and there i feel like within this space within the deconstructing christian community there's a there there are those spaces that will be like they'll be on board with you and then if you say things that robbed them the wrong way uh it's like oh now you owe them an apology so like if you look at some of these these pages or spaces that are more that i would say on the spectrum are closer to a more maybe an extreme left uh or are at least that's what their audience is made up of they might just post a video uh simple maybe it's just supposed to be funny and then there'll be a bunch of comments being like, oh my God, that's so funny. That's great. That's perfect. And then there's a million comments of people being like, wow, I, you the words you used right there is really offensive to me. Uh, it, and then it's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'll try to do better next time. Like the, it's like, do you start the, it's like, I don't know, it becomes like the apology Olympics and 
everyone's just like trying to like save face and, it, and then there's like from the people who are calling that out it's like that's for them that's just like i don't really understand that perspective of people right. to be honest and yeah. i think there's reasonable things to call out certainly but within this space uh and in the world that i've kind of found myself in there's a lot of stuff that i'm like i have to keep that and even check for myself you know i don't i don't I, i've i'll say things and be like i bet at a certain group of people's not going to like that. Maybe we should cut it. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. And you have to balance that, like being yourself, being respectful, being trying to do better or be a better person for sure. And then just trying to cut out the noise and say like, like you're a fringe group and I don't fucking care about your feelings. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. This kind of is, it's related, but I, I feel the same way about things that I say and I don't, I tend to not get too political on any platform, but I just, I feel like there's this fear of like being canceled, right? Yeah. <laughs> like all the time, even as just like a business owner or a, a friend, like canceling your podcast. Like, I just don't believe that cancel culture. I don't know. I don't, I get it. And people should be held accountable for what they say and what they do, especially if it's harming someone else. But at the same time, how can you, I don't know how can you cancel them without giving them a chance to not redeem themselves but to learn and, and be better like how many times have you done something so questionable yeah. and then like a year later you're like i cannot believe i said that or did that like that's awful and then yeah. you get better like i i just i i and i understand that a lot of times it's like in an it's it's using because of an extreme event that that happened but i don't know there's with social media it's it's just that that fear of being canceled is so real yeah and it's funny because it's it's like it it quote unquote works i guess like i mean you've seen it work for certain people for and, sure but they're not getting canceled they're just like, of, like you you use the term being held accountable and being canceled and being held accountable are different things people who have not everyone's facing the consequences of their actions we're very well aware of that but for the most part, if someone missteps or misspeaks or like, okay, let's take Joe Rogan, for example, I, mm -hmm. you know, his name comes up all the time. That, all the time. that dude's not getting canceled. No one can fucking cancel him. So <laughs> stop talking about it. Like, right. yeah. Does he say some really, really dumb things? Of course. I, I don't like yeah. them and I don't find them endearing or interesting or engaging. And that's not just to save face. I, that comes actually, that comes up on our podcast because my yeah. co-host listens to his podcast and I'm like, great, that's cool. I don't <laughs> think he's interesting. Yeah, so, I feel the same as you. It's fine, but you're not going to cancel him. Uh, but you know, when you, how, if it came out that he started, that he was like, I don't know, sexually assaulting people for the past 20 years and people started speaking up, he's not getting canceled. He's getting held accountable. And that would sure. hopefully. Well, just there's just so much misinformation going right. around and everyone has an opinion and everyone thinks it's right and no one knows where anything's coming from it's just a chaotic yeah. mess <laughs> and the internet is a world where you can find the information to support what you exactly believe uh so it's just like well yeah i mean if you if like my google page and my facebook and all the ads that i'm seeing are totally different than the ones that you're seeing it's, it's all based on what we're we're searching and what google and everyone wants us to see right yeah and and you had all these businesses is like you would have some businesses on one side some business on the other like some businesses put like the blue lives matter flag or whatever signs out and then other ones are like 
you know, their social media pages is posting the BLM symbol. And you're like, what, what is going on? And then everyone's like, cancel these people because of that. It's just like, this is insane. Like, it's insane. We spent too much time talking about cancel culture, but it's, it, it's like a, it exists Trauma. in the metaverse, I guess. It's not, yeah. it's like a make-believe thing that like, sure, go ahead. Personally boycott something. Their values don't align with yours. That Yeah, don't spend your money there. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> ultimate. Essentially, social media has just, I don't know, exacerbated everything. And I feel like everything is always chaos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's obliterated our ability to have civic discourse publicly <laughs> yeah i can definitely see that i guess i don't know this next question kind of fits into what we were talking about but i usually ask entrepreneurs and business owners how much of their personal life they bring into their business and like when working with their clients but for you that's such a huge part of the podcast i assume but is there a line for you like how do you navigate that yeah that's always a great question uh, and i'm still trying to figure that out because i don't know yes it is me uh, it's a very it is a very personal podcast but there's a lot that's hard to get into because i know people close to like my family even my family i know my parents have listened to it i don't think they do anymore i think they like did for a <laughs> they're like while. we don't need to see and this like, okay we get it uh, you know, my dad would listen to it for a little bit and he would call me after an episode here that my dad don't, and I don't, Oh, I mean, you're not really going to find one thing that we agree on. So Interesting. Wow. there's a lot of contention when it comes to, you know, Everything. politics and stuff like that, mostly politics, but ironically, and this is what you'll see. And this is why a lot of, there's this mass exodus of people leaving your evangelical Christianity. And that's, in part because what we thought we were, what we had learned or what we believe we were taught about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to, and how that should look and operate in the world. It felt like everyone, and I, I had drifted out of it well before this, uh, and politics was a big part of it. But yeah. a lot of people felt like they were really done dirty by the last like five years and they're like so you're telling me that it's important to you know and, and you see that you see the um I, I guess the discontinuity right so you know you can look back to bill clinton presidency that guy gets his dick sucked in the oval office and they're <laughs> like this guy's the worst we need to get rid of him horrible thing i mean really i yeah. fuck bill clinton i don't really like i don't care about <laughs> him i don't remember his presidency i don't really know nope. what he did no, that was no, good no. or bad but fuck that guy uh what he did was shit and he right. deserves to be quote unquote canceled for it. But right. either way, that's why it's funny when you see him like popping up and like, Hey, Bill Clinton, hey, listen to what he has to say. It's like, no, who fucking cares. You don't want to listen to him. Thank I don't you. Care. The Clinton's just not great. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you, so you, but you had like the evangelical world I grew up in made a huge fucking deal out of that. Like, I mean, the sole reason they had their scapegoat. They finally got it. The sole reason that guy can't be president is because he didn't honor his marriage vows and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. Now yeah. you have, then you end up with Trump and it's like, this guy is the antithesis of everything I was taught. It meant to look and be like as a Christian. Uh, 
Right. Minus the no drinking. Let's give that. <coughs> he gets one point. Trump gets one point because he doesn't drink. Of course, he loses that point when he gets peed on by prostitutes. Know emotion, that he doesn't drink. No, he. I, as far as I know, he doesn't. I think that's kind of which is I. I probably only know that common. because evangelicals are like he doesn't drink. They're like, okay, that's cool, but he fucks prostitutes on the side. <laughs> right. I mean, like, where's the line for you guys? No shade to sex workers, but you know, if right, you're an right. evangelical, if you're a true Christian, come on, you're not sleeping exactly. with prostitutes, unless right. of course you're from the Old Testament. Then that's all you do. <laughs> We can get into that or not. Uh, but so like, the, but the disconnect in politics is a big reason everybody left. So it's hard to not bring it into this where it's like, yeah. you know, I saw what it meant when you talked about family values in the nineties mm-hmm. and the early two thousands. And now family values are, they don't matter when, when you have a seat at the table uh, and it made people feel like this was a power game the entire time. And when the yeah. power aligned with their family values, it worked. But when it deviated, they needed to like figure it know, out. Yeah. yeah uh, readjust and make some concessions that they said they would never make. And so I don't know how I got here. I'm sorry. I know. I was like, how did we get? Oh, yeah. We're talking about your, your personal life. Clearly, you oh, don't yeah. have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, but I, so, but that stuff's easy for me. Uh, but there are some personal things where uh, it does get it. I, I actually, I have two kids. So like right. talking about, a lot about my kids, uh, you'll always hear me. If I am going to mention anything related to my family stumble over whether or not it's like, I get tripped up. It's like, yeah. and my, uh, my son, uh, and I don't know if I want to use their names and keep the like, stuff out of it i've used them so and we haven't edited it out but i don't know it it is a tough that's a tough line for you tough line and then there's like a lot of because i know they're not gonna really probably listen to this one and mostly have all given up on it by now my podcast mm-hmm. uh you know there's some contention with my in-laws uh they yeah. are definitely disappointed in some of the things that i've <laughs> maybe me but definitely some of the things that i've said that's since starting and it's funny because I feel like the people who are listening out of curiosity or out of fear that I've gone astray, spoiler alert, I have, um, <laughs> they, they list and they miss the forest of the trees, right? Like my, my real issue, it, one of the things that I like to talk about is why I deviated from that, from what I was while maintaining and operating I, I maybe i'm christian maybe i'm post-christian but there there's a lot about it uh that that resonates with me uh and i can right. kind of use as a backdrop and a baseline and it's a lot of the moral coding i have from that and what i think matters uh that is why i have a problem with what's going on. but so but the, the only thing they'll really hear is the bad you know, part the the parts that they're like, oh, how can he think that? Or yeah, or the dick yeah. jokes. It's just like, oh, you might make a dumb joke, right? Like something yeah. like that. Like I've I've made some off-color jokes. I guess you could put them in the category of sacrilegious. Uh, mm-hmm. And to me, it's just funny because I don't think you know God's gonna go weep in the corner over it, whatever, whoever God is. But right, they hear that and that offends them on a religious level and that'll get that's that that enough that that alone is enough to give them all the information they need to know about what it is that you're doing they're not going right. to hear your gripe with their 
version of the faith. They're not going to hear the things that you're passionate about. It's all going to get missed the second you drop a joke about Jesus. They don't like jokes about Jesus. Yeah, it blinds them to seeing your point ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be hard. I know. I think about all the like weird podcast ideas I had in college and I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't do it. <laughs> I know it's so wild to immortalize your words on the internet. I know. I think about that. I'm like, this seems like a pretty safe, uh, safe podcast idea. Guess yeah. We'll Not anymore. I'm I know. <laughs> Ruin that for you. It's, it's funny because it's like, I'm also not tied to where I'm at. Like I might change my mind. I'm fine changing my mind. And I think that's where I've kind of found my peace is it's like, if I, if I think differently five years from now, that's a good thing. I agree. One of the things that I often say to people who want to talk about, I don't know, people from who, who maintain or still live in the same world that I came from is like, well, what was the last thing you changed your mind about? Right. Like if you haven't changed your mind about anything in five years, 10 years, 20 years, I just, I, it's hard for me to imagine that you're genuinely trying to go through life with an open mind. Totally. I think there's not even just like in the terms of religion, but just in life, I feel like there's so many people who have so many issues with change or admitting that they're wrong or admitting that they've changed their mind. And I think the older I get, I'm like, thank goodness I'm changing my mind on these things. Like, thank goodness I feel open and vulnerable to, to change and to hearing what other people have to say. I've learned so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, even just asking, not that this is my podcast to interview you, but now I want to ask you a question. Is that okay? Do I have permission to ask you a question? <laughs> have consent. <laughs> what? Thank you. <laughs> I always have to ask for consent first. It's yes. something I was taught as a Christian boy. Um, <laughs> What's what, what's something you've changed your mind? Like, is there anything that comes to mind for you that you've changed your mind about in the past like couple of years? I mean, ideologically, politically, socially, anything. I mean, it's so stupid. But the first thing that comes to mind is that like I was obsessed with football. I loved football. I loved my Sundays. I loved the Pats. I like knew the game. I knew the players. I do fantasy league, and then like all of a sudden, I was just like, these people are like literally killing themselves like they're <laughs> they're like hitting themselves they all have concussions like I don't know and then I just I think the the last straw for me was um when Colin the Colin Kaepernick thing yeah people got so crazy about that even people in my family and I was like what you're so blinded and obsessed with football and the flag that you're going to not see his point <laughs> like i was just so yeah about that i was like i don't care anymore this is dumb yeah that was a sat that was a wild one uh how much that blew up it, well i mean it just shows you the framework for i mean well it shows you the, the base population of people who like football. I mean, of course there are plenty of people who like football that were like, yeah, good job. Good right. on you, man. Of course. Um, but it's also really funny when you look into the history of aligning patriotism with football and how recent that is and how much money the military pays to fly their 
chips over that's, yeah it's exactly, like exactly exactly it's like i grew up and i started yeah, to see all this like bullshit happening around it i was like ah yeah i think but, probably when i started to actually pay attention to politics and know that my vote actually counts <laughs> I was like, this and, is and that's debatable. I mean, not as much as others, of course. Also, right. with the fraudulent election we just had. <laughs> yeah, there, <laughs> there. I I know it's like I guess it's not the stupidest thing, but I was like, yeah, I used to love football, and then all of a sudden I just didn't. But it's wrapped up in so many other things. It actually makes a lot of sense now. I just yeah. worked through that with you. <laughs> that's I think that's cool. Could I? Can I share my football story? It's not yeah. a real story about football. It's, it's about <laughs> me, which is what I make things about sometimes. That's why I podcast. Yeah. Uh, because you can't pretend like you don't have a slightly inflated ego if you podcast. Uh, so I tried so hard to like football for so many years. I, I do. I mean, I like it. Like if I'm somewhere and it's on, yeah, I'll watch it. But I yeah. realized that when I would go places and watch the game, I wasn't really watching the game. I was just talking with people. And for a couple of years, I made a very strong point to like watch it. I really want to watch the game. I feel like wait, you talked about this in the podcast. Like, oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, and it's so like, I, I got to do it. I want to. I, I made like, I, I forced it into my life. And you're then, like, people uh, like it. Maybe I should. <laughs> and then one day it's like once one season, it was just like, uh, I don't know. And then I feel like it was like when Tom Brady left the Patriots. It was just like, I don't care anymore. Like, yeah, I've nothing left here for me. Yeah. I mean, he look. People can get mad about it, but he's the greatest quarterback who's ever lived, and that's from someone who doesn't know anything about football. So, fuck well, you. It's the facts. It's the facts, right? <laughs> it has. You have to go back to the facts and, and the stats. Yeah, and then I, I was like, oh, now I realize him playing on other teams. I'm like, I just, I kind of want to see him do good. Like, I. Same. It didn't bother me that like we would lose. I was like, I don't like football. I, I got enthralled a little bit with it at the height of tom brady's career which was most of his career but you're right. like this guy's unstoppable and i like that and then with him gone i don't know anyone on the team anymore you're just like okay i don't uh, care about football nope i know well that speaks to his brand right like doesn't matter where he goes he's you're following him yeah interesting <laughs> yeah where where are we where what a question oh know. You'll, I think you'll like these questions. These are the Ooh. fun questions. So if you were a car, what would you be, Sam? Uh, Why these questions, groaning? <laughs> because I'm not good with these questions. I th I'm sure you're fine. I think because I don't know anything about cars. I mean, I, I drive. Care. I chose my own car when, when Dylan, my boyfriend, interviewed me for my own car. <laughs> I chose my own I, car, so... I have because I drive a I drive a Sienna Toyota Sienna a minivan because Classic. that's what you do when you have kids. I mean, I also have a took me a second to think of it Honda Civic. Okay, every time you're like in a situation where someone's like, "What's the make and model of your car?" I'm like, "You have to write it down." To think you're about like, it for a second. They're like, "In what year is it?" I'm like, "That matters. Who cares about? It? You want to know its birthday? God damn." <laughs> what's next it's social security number <laughs> right uh i don't know definitely something bland like that uh i'm probably okay. a prius to be honest no one why wants to be a prius because no one wants to be one and so that's why most people are you're just like yeah but why would 
why would you describe yourself as that? because it's like a liberal bullshit car and i reluctantly <laughs> one of those people like, recycle care for the planet Those are good like, things. yeah you're liberal trash no i, I <laughs> it doesn't do anything corporations are killing everything your efforts don't matter i'm somewhere stuck in between that so i'm either like a I, but if i was going to just pick my favorite vehicle and the one that i plan on driving when my kids aren't occupying all the fucking space in my vehicles anymore <laughs> be a jeep wrangler i that's what Ooh. i've really been interested in driving most of my life and i just I don't have the means yeah someday some glorious day i do like a prius for you now that you've explained it yeah it does seem like you it's like reluctantly trying to do something but knowing that your efforts are fruitless <laughs> slightly political yeah i have yeah. a tendency to draw things in that direction and regret it and also no i think it's good self-deprecate yeah you're you are that <laughs> you're totally self-deprecating i think i'm the most self-aware i've ever been in my 33 years of living uh i'm sure there's some blind spots but we all have them I, I feel the same way about myself, but I'm sure in a year I'll, I'll say that again. <laughs> <laughs> like I, looking back on that, I'll listen to this and be like, you are full of shit. What are yeah, you talking exactly. about? That's, that's not you. That's growing up. That's getting experience, right? That's how it <laughs> works. <laughs> so when, so I always ask a question when someone, the last time someone said that, wow, that's so on brand for you, but you can also reframe it as like, Oh, that's so you or like when people are sending you like memes like what are they like what what is your brand <laughs> oh my god uh okay a lot of the memes that people send me i would never put out into the public it's... okay we don't have to talk about <laughs> <laughs> like it, uh, okay so what it really would reveal about me is i'm a much shittier person than i allow myself to be known as uh, we all are a little like that yeah you're like i'll laugh at that awful thing that's great yeah. Uh, it's funny because it, like the idea of something being on, it's it's weird because I feel like my maybe I didn't get into this enough on your previous question about how much of my self I put out into the podcast, but it is me. I mean, it's my personality. It's yeah. I might be a slightly guarded in some ways, or uh, think of a joke and go, maybe that's this isn't the maybe that's better for friends. Uh, but I. I, I can't on it's it, it's hard to think of a time or a, a scenario where someone was like that's that's so you outside of like it's hard to think about on the spot yeah, it is and it's also hard to like when I reflect on myself and even I, this is gonna set I feel like this sounds maybe untrue but I feel like for a, a good portion of my life that I was just Faking. maybe everyone feels like they're faking it uh yeah. but I, that i was faking it like that like they're not faking I, I it but also just like not being completely authentic i guess yeah yeah like i don't i didn't feel like i was particularly true to myself i don't think i really knew who i was uh like in high school and college it was like how do i how do i fit in uh right and it's funny because my experience of what i felt like during those times is different than how people will recall Perceive those times you. yeah um, i agree and i don't i don't have a good uh litmus for what the, that even is i just know that I, I felt like i was always trying to curate 
yeah. what my personality would be. And of course, there's still some of that. I think that's human nature in some way. Uh, but I don't, I don't feel like I had like a developed sense of self to really even respond to or notice comments of things being on right. or off brand to me. I, someone could have been like, oh my God, that's so you about something that wasn't. And I'd be like, ha, 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 it is. I'm so like that. Be my friend. Like me. Thanks. Please. <laughs> I'm desperate for attention. I'll take it. Well, you kind of just led into the, the next question. I always ask people like a childhood story that's like very on brand for them, but some people have trouble answering that. So they kind of talk about how they were as a kid and like how that's changed since they become an adult or like how similar you are. I feel like I was very similar, but a lot of people who've come on here have been like, oh no, I'm much different now. Yeah. And it's funny. There's things that are different, like ideologically and belief, the way my beliefs have shifted are obviously it's way different. It's like, I mean, it's a polar opposite of what I grew up in, but right. Um, I think, I think something that is true. And I think the reason I'm at even where I'm at is like, I, so when I went, I went to, I was heavily invested in, in my church growing up. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything else. Uh, that's where my social life was. I was homeschooled. I, that was my only real right. outlet for friendship. And, and so because I was kind of a people pleaser or I wanted people to I like you, yeah yeah and and i wanted authority to respect me i wanted authority to think that i was the uh, just as a general anyway. rule follower i want people to think like same i was never grounded <laughs> such a rule follower it's yeah. crazy so you know the authority for me was a youth pastor and he went to liberty university and got his bible degree so that's probably had a lot of influence on why i did that that's what i did i got a bible degree from a university that I don't believe anything about my beliefs don't align with them in any way, shape or form. And I think a lot of what I learned was a total joke, but I, I think that to answer this question in a very long winded way, and I'll try to wrap it up uh, that <laughs> despite all that, there was a, you know, I, I, I was convinced that what I was seeking was the truth. Uh, right. And I wanted to find that and I wanted to know it and I wanted to maybe impress people with my knowledge about it. Yeah. But while I was there, it's really while I was there that I started seeing the disconnect between, I don't know, the way people lived or what they said they believed and what the repercussions of those, their, their votes were or things like that. Like I used, and then what they tell you in your Bible class is true versus what your experience is. Right. Also versus what archaeology, history, and <laughs> science, ev science, and like everything else says. But I, I, I allowed that to like sink in, mm -hmm. and ultimately, like being in those spaces in a that was like a safe space to be challenged. Right. Uh, like if I had gone to like you know a state university and was just throw all that information was thrown at me, I probably would have been resistant. Yeah, and built up walls and been like, and then maybe stayed where I was for a lot longer, but yeah. it was easier for me to drift out there. And I think that that because I was passionate about finding truth, not that I have some like grasp on ultimate reality or anything like that, but <laughs> that, that journey is what followed that kind of like led me out of where I started. And I think right. that, I think that that's something that I'm still on 
uh, and that it's going to drift me. I'll, I'll end up somewhere else a little bit down the road, but I think if there's one through line between my childhood and now it's, it's that I, despite like the obstacles and the people pleasing and all those barricades that get in the way for people to, to learn. Uh, I think my, I do think I feel more committed to, to learning and understanding than I do to group think and people pleasing and staying in a a comfortable social circle. Yeah. You, it sounds like you were always curious, even if it felt off or or wrong or hard to challenge. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I'm really interested in this, the answer to this last question. Um, When I say the funniest thing you've ever witnessed or like, something funny what comes to mind <laughs> okay so it's a few years ago i'm trying to remember like all the details for it but i can it's one of the hardest times i've ever left i just shared it with the group of people that it happened with one of them didn't remember it oh isn't that heartbreaking yeah like, but how <laughs> yeah i know and one of them did and he was like oh my god i definitely remember that that was i mean i just <laughs> It's not an incredible story, but I, I mean, I almost peed my pants. I think I left for like 15 minutes straight and then on and off for the rest of the day. But so I was out with some friends who I hadn't seen in a while. Like I have an old kids I was friends with in high school. Uh, I hadn't seen in a while, but I I have on and off connections with them. Mm -hmm. And I met up with them and we were trying to find a place to eat. And this is a, I don't know, five or maybe could have been five years ago, four years ago. I don't know. None of us wanted to spend much money. Uh, <laughs> we're all at different financial statuses. And we're yeah. like, look, let's just find a cheap place. Time. To eat. And yeah. one of my friends goes, I know this great place that I go for brunch all the time. And it's, well, yeah, so we should go there. So we go, it's dinner time. <laughs> their brunch prices are not what their dinner prices are. So, but we didn't realize that. So we like, we all sit down. They bring out waters. We ask for bread. We eat all the bread. We ask for more. They bring out more. We eat all of it. We look at the menus and we go, oh shit, we can't afford this. And so we instantly like the waiter comes by. We're like, look, I feel really bad. We all left a couple bucks for the bread. And we're like, we're just, we're not going to eat here, dude. Uh, This is a lot. And we're not, this isn't us. You should have known by the look of us when we walked in. I shouldn't have let us in here. And, uh, so then that just felt awkward and uncomfortable. And then we all push our chairs out and get out to walk out and the tablecloth gets stuck on my friends, whatever. I don't know. And like plates and glass, they all just hit the floor and no. shatter. And we just, yeah, we just were like, Oh, uh, we look at him. We're like, sorry about the plates. And then just walk like scurry out the door. And I just died. I thought it was awkward. the funniest thing I felt embarrassed, but also it was. Well, it's one of those situations perfect. where you're like, we either got to stay and help and commit or we just got to go. Yeah. Like, oh, see you later. <laughs> Thanks for the bread. <laughs> Sorry we broke your plates. Oh my God. I just, I, <laughs> I, I like stories like that because if, when I hear from other people, because it's like you hear it and you're like, okay. It doesn't make sense that it's that funny. Like it's no, because you but, don't experience it. It's with those people at that time at that restaurant. Like yeah, the whole it's everything. But that's anytime anyone's like, "What's the funniest thing that ever happened to you?" That's, that's the first true. thing that's going to come to my mind because I 
could not stop laughing for like 20 minutes and it's like with your friends from what you said high school i feel like high school high school friends are like old friends like you just the laughter is just different i don't know what it is yeah when you catch it's fun catching up with people like that like if you maintained a relationship in any way where you can see them it's like you've all changed a little bit you might have drifted apart in some ways but everything kind of just picks up where you leave it off when you see each other i I there's like no pressure yeah you're just like like this is how our relationship is now like you go sit in the living room a couple years yeah that yeah it that it's crazy because time goes by so fast as an adult anyway so fast the if you told me when i was in high school they're like look you're gonna see your close friends 10 times a year like fuck you you're kidding (laughs) no way you're like now you're like oh do you guys want to get together yeah how's next weekend Mm, well we got this going on weekend after that okay so you plan something four weeks out and then like two weeks after that you plan another thing four weeks out and you're like there it is that's now you see your best friends eight times a year how does it feel to get old motherfucker i know it's crazy and i can imagine that time passes even faster with kids (laughs) yeah yeah two i get a how old are they now? Yeah, four-year-old and a six-year-old. And then I have two 18-year-olds living with me. Oh, yeah. And then I I don't know what I'm doing with my life, Kristen. I start <laughs> grad school. I'm starting grad school. That's this, so exciting. January. I saw that on Facebook. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm literally looking for things to fill every second of my life at all times, it's I guess. Too late. It's never too late. <laughs> I know, I was at Thanksgiving and my brother was like, so you you run a business and you run a business course and you run a podcast. What are you doing? Like, do you have <laughs> time? I'm like, I I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> it's the natural course. You're you're just always looking for that next thing, Kristen. That's why you are an entrepreneur. That's why you made the move to leave Magic Beans, and we all just watched you walk off into the sunset. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm doing work for them again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm contracting. So I'm not a full-time employee, but nice. Good gig. Yeah. Contract work is always better. So I, it's funny because it's probably symbiotic, you know, they get, they're like, Oh, we don't really need a full-time. So it's like, you get what you need, but it saves on the back. Yeah, It's still saving them money. I mean, it's, it's a good, good gig. Yeah. We can uh, shout out Ellie Gurok from Magic Beans for also writing my one of my recommendations letters for grad school. <laughs> oh my god, Ellie's yeah. like all of our biggest fans. I, I know, I love it. it really is. I was like, look, I guess I'm like looking at my the requirements for it. it's like, you know, someone you know a previous professor, someone uh, <laughs> from academia, or a, a, someone who you previously worked for. I'm like. Well, I'm not asking anyone from my current company. Like you don't, you don't ask the people you work for to write you a recommendation into yeah. a program that's going to guarantee you're leaving there. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. It's like, yeah. Hey, can you write a recommendation for me to quit? Thanks. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, it was, uh, it's funny. I've, I've, I've maintained con like touch with him since leaving too. And yeah, it's, it's nice. It's fun. Yeah. They're the best. I'm gonna. I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but he's so damn busy. Oh yeah. 
but um yeah that's all my questions for you this has been a whirlwind yeah i I, uh hope you got what you wanted (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i wanted but i I got that and more i'm sure but i want to give you a chance to tell people how they can find you where's where is the podcast okay I'm and you have a to, community right yeah so i'm going to speak slowly while i pull up all of my social media accounts because i don't remember i'll what spell it out too and put it in there so you don't have to worry about that but yeah say it all but so uh like you know mostly we're on instagram instagram's kind of my space. yeah great uh i other I, we were on facebook and i deactivated it Fuck i remember facebook. seeing that it's not <laughs> Trying to like, if you have something already, I feel like it, it might be a little easier to build a brand on Facebook, but Facebook's a weird world. And every time you post something like, Hey, do you want nobody to see this? That's what's <laughs> going to happen. If you don't give us $5, it's like fucking like middle school, steal your lunch money. Bullshit. It's really awful. I know. I don't really pay attention to Facebook. So I got rid of that and we're mostly on Instagram. We also are on Twitter. Twitter is my, basically I took that over as my personal Twitter. So if you want to hear you know, my dumb jokes and opinions on things. And uh, that's what Twitter is. Uh, but Instagram's where we like post about our episodes and whatever shit post about anything else. But that's pretty much it for social media. If you, I mean, we're on, uh, the podcast is on all major platforms. Spotify, Apple, uh, all that jazz. Oh yeah. I guess you can go to the host site to find it. I'd still baffled when like somebody followed. It's like, I log in to like check our analytics and it's like, somebody followed you. I'm like, why are you not why? using something different than this? I, know, interesting. <laughs> I, I originally was like, I'll just put it on Spotify. And then someone was like, no, you need to put it on Apple podcast too. And oh I'm yeah. So glad I did because it's like half and half. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. A lot of ours are, a lot of ours are Spotify, a ton are Apple, barely any is Google. Uh, yeah google podcast whatever but yeah i mean but then it gets put everywhere i mean our our host site's Podbean. i know they have an app and you can download their app and yeah. follow stuff there but um yeah i mean find it anywhere whatever you're using for podcasts you can get it there and if you can't growing up christian yes growing up christian <laughs> well this has been good and great and fun and yeah it's funny i said this we weren't recording, but I've been listening to the podcast. So I've been so used to hearing your voice, but it, it, I feel like I've been getting to know you, like, even though we haven't actually been connecting, but it's been a while since we've connected. So. It has. It, it's funny because the, the conversations that you're listening to aren't exactly the type of things that come up at work. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so that adds something. Yeah. So I think it's really cool what you're doing and thanks so much for yeah, thank you. a little podcast. I appreciate you going outside your, uh, your normal uh, area scope. of expertise to, uh, yeah, whatever your normal scope, whatever I'm grasping for words. I feel really uh, inadequate right now with the w- words that just got pieced together. So, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And yeah, I hope people check out the podcast. It's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. You heard it here, people. Very cool. Very cool. (laughs) All right.
I always, I stink at ending and beginning things. So, all right, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are always awkward. You're like, all right, how do we, for us, we always have, I'm keeping you going. This is why my podcast is over two hours long. This shit happens. So it's like, you're, we do what we do, what I just did this entire time, which is go off on tangents and tangents. And then we try to fit in somebody's story. And so after about an hour and 45 minutes, we try to wrap it up. And then we're like, all right, how do we close this out without looking like assholes? Cause you don't want to just cut somebody off, but right. you also want to hear the rest of this story. Ah, and so it's delicate end, balance. End, yeah. Ending's the challenge. So uh, I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and end this for you. Thanks so much for listening everyone and we'll see you next time <laughs> that was great thank you <laughs>